Today's episode is brought to you by Open Mortgage, where better is possible. A Biden presidency? Here's what we may expect for our industry. Should a second reverse mortgage counseling session be required after closing? In COVID-19 and older employees, what employers should know. These are your top reverse mortgage news stories for the week of November 2nd. You're listening to Heckam World Weekly. It's the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional. Welcome back, and hopefully you enjoyed your Halloween weekend. Your host, Shannon Hicks, here. In our first story, a Biden presidency, here's what we may expect. To be honest, we may not know who the 46th president of the United States will be for several weeks or even a month or more if we find ourselves in a close race in the Electoral College. That thanks to mail-in votes and also extended deadlines in some states. But what about the reverse mortgage industry? So here's a little tidbit to consider. The Hill reports that longtime reverse mortgage critic, U.S. Senator and former co-sponsor of the legislation that created the CFPB is making her interest known in serving as the Treasury Secretary in the Biden administration, should he prevail in the general election. Now, Politico broke the story, citing three unnamed Democratic officials. She wants it, two of the officials told the outlet. She being Senator Elizabeth Warren. Now, Senator Warren has long advocated for structural changes in the financial and regulatory oversight of not only banks and lenders, but all financial institutions. And historically, Democrats in Congress have actually been supportive of the Heckam program, oftentimes more supportive than their Republican counterparts. However, Warren also has led the charge for an increase in reverse mortgage regulation and oversight, not just for our industry, but for the banking industry at large. While Trump and his officials have embraced a more laissez-faire approach to overseeing financial services and Wall Street, Warren and her colleagues in the Senate preferred an increased role of government and often intervention. Shortly after her election to the U.S. Senate, she voted to approve the Reverse Mortgage Stabilization Act of 2013, and she also opposed the nomination of former FHA commissioner and now current Assistant Secretary of HUD, Brian Montgomery. All this is not to say that Senator Warren is anti-reverse mortgage. She's not. However, she is a strong proponent of additional layers of regulations and oversight. While many may provide needed protection to the consumer, it also increased the cost to the lender for compliance, which is ultimately passed on to the borrower regardless of the loan type. Let's go back to the CFPB for just a moment. Ironically, thanks to the Trump administration's efforts and also the ruling of the Supreme Court, a president can now dismiss a CFPB director, which means Joe Biden, if elected, could and most likely would replace the current director, Kathleen Craniger. And that would signal the first step in reversing the Bureau's more hands-off approach in favor of a return to more vigorous examinations, fines, and rulemaking. It is my conclusion that a Biden presidency would openly support the social and economic value of the home equity conversion mortgage for senior homeowners, but come with increased regulation and the cost of compliance and also significant structural reforms to the Heckam program itself. Should a second reverse mortgage counseling session be required even after closing? 
That's a question that was posed recently in Reverse Mortgage Daily with columnist Chris Clow. says that some counselors perform customary check-ins with their borrowers after the initial session, and the idea of a more concerted or focused post-closing counseling is something to consider for borrowers. It also adds that mortgages on both the forward and reverse side present products of significant complexity. And because of that, coming back to those concepts with the borrower after closing helps them set up for success in keeping the loan in good standing. It could also be beneficial. This according to Jennifer Frazier, Director of Stakeholder Engagement and Contact Center Operations at Greenpath Financial Wellness. In her interview with Reverse Mortgage Daily, Frazier said, the goal of any counseling session is to set you up for success, not just to get you to closing. In the future, I'd love to see some sort of planned outreach or counseling on part of some of these lenders to just do a check-in. Now, it is customary to do a check-in, something that's new to me after the initial session is already done in some areas, and mandating an additional session could actually work against the interest of the borrower in some respects, according to Jennifer Costantini. She's the housing director at Cambridge Credit Counseling Corporation. As a counselor, we are required to follow up with our clients six weeks after the counseling, and then again after six months, she told Reverse Mortgage Daily. These are the perfect times to touch base and see if they have any additional questions or want to discuss any aspects of the reverse mortgage further. I don't feel that an additional counseling session is necessary. Jack Boyes, Senior Director of Housing and Bankruptcy Services at Money Management International, told RMD, as part of HUD's housing counseling requirements, we reach out to our clients 45 to 60 days after their initial counseling session. Historically, reverse mortgage borrowers have had a higher rate of engagement with us for these follow-up sessions, adding, unfortunately, at the 45 to 60-day mark, we often find that the loan has not yet closed, so it is hard to determine how the reverse mortgage is working for the borrower. Now, for me as the host, my personal opinion is it is the best practice for the loan originator to actually reach out and contact the borrower several months later. Why? Well, one, remind them about their mandatory obligations so they don't get into trouble with the loan, answer questions, and make sure they are, one, receiving their loan statements, and two, they understand how to read them. And our final story comes from Lexology, written by Thompson Colburn, LLP. COVID-19 and older employees, what the employer should know. Now, a version of this article was actually published earlier in the edition of the Employee Benefit Plan Review. The column reads in part, many employers are committed to maintaining an inclusive workforce that includes diversity not only with respect to race, gender, and sexual orientation, but also with respect to age. Adding, it is important for the employer to understand the unique pressures facing their older employees and current and future retirees as a result of the pandemic. Two policy proposals are discussed, which were presented by the Brookings Institution, one being retirement income and second, improved access to home equity. It is estimated that 401k plan accounts on average dropped about 19% in the first quarter of this year due to the pandemic, and the stock market did bounce back, but the surge of cases and deaths this summer does not bode well for the long-term health of the U.S. economy. I would agree with that. Should another severe autumn downturn occur, older employees and retirees will not have time to rebuild their savings. And then next is access to home equity, saying some retirees who may be entering retirement earlier than expected due to the pandemic may have relatively low cash flow, but significant value in their homes. 
The report notes that the current reverse mortgage programs are expensive in terms of fees and interest rates. The report also suggests that reforms in the home equity conversion mortgage program, including the streamlined small dollar reverse mortgage or a product that converts a traditional mortgage into a reverse mortgage, would be desirable. The point is, at least these folks that are working in employee benefits and working with older employees are looking at the value of the home and how it can be leveraged in providing retirement cash flow. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Heckin' World Weekly. We hope you have a peaceful week. Don't forget to vote and let's keep our country in mind for a peaceful transition of power. Let us remember what it is to be Americans first and partisans second. That is really my sincere hope and prayer for our nation. Don't forget you can subscribe and listen to this podcast on iTunes and also on Podbean. And don't forget to pat yourself on the back because you just listened to another episode of the nation's only weekly podcast for the reverse mortgage professional. Have a great week.